Hey Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. To stay at the top of their game, the Chiefs have trusted the University of Kansas Health System for their care. And you can trust them to care for you too. Whether you're a pro athlete, a student athlete, or a fan who likes to stay active, the care remains the same. Because the University of Kansas Health System cares for the entire Chiefs Kingdom. To request an appointment, visit kansashealthsystem.com slash chiefs. Dion Closo here with Preps KC, and we're talking with uh, Sarah Arnold, the sports performance dietitian from the University of Kansas Health System. And we like to check in with you guys from time to time. You're a great partner with Preps KC, and we like love getting your information out there um, to people, and not just the services of the Sports Medicine Performance Center, you know, the, the athletic side, but you've got a great um, setup there. You're the sports performance dietitian, uh, and I think a lot of athletes forget that part, uh, and that's probably – some in some ways more important than what's how much weight you're lifting or how much running you're doing Sarah how are you doing today good how are you it's good it's uh it's off season for football but that's the time to really kind of get things going right you know um you, if you're not playing if you're an athlete you're not playing a winter sport you're probably in the gym and, and and hitting the weights and this is the time of year where if you're not playing a sport even if you are it's the chance to kind of get things really recharged and ready to go and how important is the is the just dietitian side that diet side of things uh, and are you seeing more and more young athletes really kind of tuning into that? Yeah, I like to say that sports nutrition can make a good athlete a great athlete. I think <laughs> you hit the nail on the head that a lot of people kind of have the inkling of, yeah, nutrition probably could help me out in, in whatever way, shape or form that may be. But absolutely, I think it's an important part to not only athletic performance, but also making sure, like you said, those younger athletes are fueling their bodies in a way to support growth to support health, which in turn, right, also helps them in their athletic performance and their fitness. And I, I think a lot of people are recognizing that at an earlier age, whether that be the athlete themselves or their parents. And a lot of time that's brought on because we're experiencing injuries or we're being told that we're not getting in enough of XYZ nutrients. So yeah, it's on the rise, which, which makes me excited, right? <laughs> because they get to come to me and I get to talk to them. And when someone comes to you, what kind of programs uh, do you offer and that kind of stuff? And we've got some other stuff, just some basic things we'll talk about here in a little bit. But what kind of things do you kind of offer there at the Sports Medicine and Performance Center? Yeah, so I sort of serve two roles here. I work really closely with our medical providers through KU, you know, athletes that are injured, have had surgery. I do work with athletes that have eating disorders or have been identified um, as having disordered eating behaviors. Um, and so in that realm, we're kind of addressing nutritionally some sort of medical concern. And then on the flip side of that, I've got sort of my own program here at the Performance Center where I'm working with athletes regarding their performance. So we're not deficient in something necessarily. We're not injured. We're more working on how can we fuel your body to reach XYZ goal, whether that be running faster swimming harder, getting stronger, gaining weight, whatever that may be. So I sort of have those those two pieces, which really encompasses all, all forms of athletics. Well, I think the the most famous guy here in town who probably is known for his strict diet is Alex Gordon, who, who claims he still has not eaten a cheeseburger in a long time. Uh, you know, that's a guy right there who, who literally – through his diet and his workout, made himself into an all-star uh, baseball player, along with some good natural ability. Um, and we've got a, a, an article right up right now, um, Seven Ways to Turbocharge Your Athletic Performance. Um, and there's, you know, really good points here. It starts off with make sure you eat enough. That's one of those things I don't think, I think people 
tend to forget, you know, get a breakfast, get a lunch, you know, get some snacks in there. How important is that? Yeah. You know, what I find a lot working with coaches, athletes themselves, family members is that there's so much nutrition information that's out there is oftentimes people get hyper fixated on what I would consider to be more of those minute or, or tedious details. Absolutely. They can be important or helpful, but at the base of sort of our hierarchy of nutritional needs, I want to make sure that my athletes eating enough food to sustain their health, their growth, and also to support their energy expenditure. There are, you know, depending on what sport that you're doing, you could be burning 500, 1,000 calories in, in one practice easy, right? I was a swimmer, and so I very much understand how taxing some of those practices can be. And if we simply don't have enough fuel to support that, then I think that focusing on those those smaller pieces aren't going to be super helpful, right? And then when we're talking about the adolescent athlete, I also care about your growth and are you hitting, you know, sort of those milestones in your growth chart that your pediatrician is monitoring and, and are you thriving through through that part of your adolescence? Because if we're not doing that, then how can we be fit? How can we perform if we're not healthy? Next one up is uh, choose whole foods. And that's something that I think is a lot of people really are talking about all the time these days, not the process, more whole foods. Yeah, I, I like this conversation a lot. And counterintuitive to what people might think I mean by choosing whole foods. What I actually mean by that is I want people to focus on chicken breasts and vegetables and Greek yogurt and pastas rather than all of these supplements that we sort of find ourselves being interested in trying at, at, you know, supplement stores or whatever that may be. And I think a lot of people are drawn to that because they have all these great, amazing claims that athletes want to want to have be a part of their athletic performance. Um, but but those supplements are meant to be supplements to their eating pattern. And if we're like we just talked about not eating enough or not getting in that nutrition that our body needs to thrive health wise or performance wise, then a lot of those things I think aren't going to be able to be used as as we want them to be utilized. And so in, in that article, I kind of go through some whole food options that I want my athletes to be drawn to versus those supplements. So for example, let's um, utilize some Greek yogurt and your smoothie versus a protein powder. I think a lot of people underestimate how protein packed Greek yogurt is. It's got about 20 grams in a cup. And if you're making a smoothie, you can easily, um, you know, right, get the, get the protein needs that you're searching for. And you get a, you get more nutrition. We're getting some calcium. Sometimes they're fortified with vitamin D you're getting some carbohydrates, which are also important for athletic performance. Greens powders are something that is hot on the market right now. And there have been, unfortunately, a lot of greens powders that have been contaminated with um, heavy metals or things that we don't necessarily want in our body. And that's because supplements exist in a world that is unregulated. And so oftentimes some of those things that we don't want to get into our products, find their, their way in there. And so I want you to choose maybe a fresh apple or some sauteed spinach with your breakfast rather than, than sip in that greens powder. <laughs> so that's sort of the, the point that I wanted to make with that piece. Cause I think that more times than not, people do kind of go, go towards those supplements. Well, you talk about carbs and, and I think that, uh, you know, regular non-athletic people may want to dial back the carbs, but uh, you talk about being a swimmer. That's, that's a carb heavy type of athletic uh, thing that you need to kind of fuel that body. Yes. I will die on a hill talking about the benefits <laughs> of carbohydrates. And I think I'm motivated 
a little bit by how much carbs have been demonized in the general population um, or the uh, the disease state population, what, whatever that may be. Um, but I want my athletes to eat all the carbs. I have a graphic that I give to my athletes and their plates are dominating in carbohydrates because that is what their body needs to fuel their performance. Um, and it's not uncommon for a lot of athletes to underfuel with carbohydrates as well. There was an article or a research study that was recently put out that looked at diets of female athletes, elite endurance athletes. Um, and it was estimated that anywhere between 45 to 95% of those athletes were not getting the carbohydrates that they needed for their performance, but also just for health reasons too. We know that females need carbs to have adequate hormonal profiles. We now know that having adequate carbohydrates contributes to having strong bones. And when we see an athlete that's coming in here with a stress fracture or another bone injury, maybe also looking at their vitamin D, we're talking about what are your carbohydrates looking like as well. So they reap performance benefits, but I also care about them, um, for, you know, for health reasons and, and injury prevention and things like that as well. Well, you talk about the athlete's plate. How, how should that look when you're looking at the athlete's plate? Yes, the athlete's plate is a great tool. Um, it sort of just simplifies what meals should look like. I think Oftentimes people come to me and they're looking for this very specific individualized plan all the time. And yes, that can be helpful and we can dive into those details, but maybe that doesn't best serve someone who's kind of just getting into that conversation around their nutrition or, or a younger athlete who's not sitting here measuring foods and things like that. So the athlete's plate um, was put out by an organization where they are essentially saying, if you are doing lighter training, we want your plates to be designed in this way. And it's similar to my plate, which is utilized for the general population, where we've got half your plate fruits and vegetables, a quarter of your plate carbohydrates, a quarter of your plate lean protein, some fats, and then some form of hydration, whether that be a dairy product or water or an electrolyte drink. As you get more active, basically we bulk your plate up with more carbs. So we have moderate training where we've basically got everything split into thirds with the same hydration. And then we've got your hard training day plate where now half your plate is full of carbohydrates. A quarter is protein. A quarter is um, your vegetables. And contrary to what most people might think, protein levels pretty much stay the same. We more so adjust that based on your goals, not um, not necessarily how much you need to eat per se. So really the, the biggest food group that adjusts is that fruit and vegetable and carbohydrate piece of it just to make room for, for more fuel. Well, what about snacks? I, I know my 13-year-old uh, comes home and uh, we try to keep grapes or something like that in the house and he comes home and pounds down a little bit, you know, a few gra grapes and that kind of, you know, gets them going till lunch or till dinner. Yeah, snacks are a great, a great way to keep athletes fueled between meals. I typically encourage my athletes to get in two to three snacks between their meals. It can be pretty difficult to actually get all of the food in that you need if you're not substituting with some of those, or I should say supplementing with some of those snacks in between meals. Um, some snack options that I have written out in that article is like a peanut butter and honey sandwich homemade lunchable with some crackers, cheese, and deli meat, 
A tall glass of electrolyte packed chocolate milk is a great post-workout. It's actually got a perfect profile of carbs to protein with some electrolytes in it as well. And so I'm always over here making sure that my athletes are not just getting in their athletes' plates uh, with their meals, but also throwing some snacks in in between. Well, hydration is always key, no matter what you're doing, because you're going to need to keep that body. It's amazing. Uh, the older you get, I think you you feel it more when you're dehydrated. You can kind of sense it. But when you're young, you may not. Yes, hydration is uh, sort of the um, quiet piece of sports nutrition that, again, I feel like we don't necessarily um, talk about or or try and hyper-focus on because a lot of people just choose to sort of manipulate the actual food piece of that, but hydration absolutely impacts athletic performance. Um, depending on what the goal is of that athlete's training session, how long they're training, um, I want them to have some form of hydration. Maybe if it's a lighter activity session, we're just doing water. Maybe if it's longer and we're getting tired by the end of our workout and we want to work as hard as we can, we're throwing in a sports drink with some carbohydrates and getting those electrolytes included there as well. The, the most simple way to monitor your hydration is just simply going to be to look at your urine. Um, some people might think clear urine is best. I actually only want us to achieve a, like a light lemonade yellow color. Um, we don't want to be overhydrated. That can cause separate issues. Um, we we want to make sure that we are not trying to shoot for that clear urine, but more so that light lemonade color. Additionally, we may, if, if someone's really trying to be super specific about their hydration and rehydrating following a training session, we may stick them on a scale pre-workout, post-workout, and any weight that is lost is going to be from sweat and fluid. And so essentially in, in sports nutrition recommendations, we prescribe of X amount of ounces per pound loss. And we really want to try and avoid more than a 2% total body weight loss, which can sometimes just be a couple pounds. We, we have seen in research and in, in real-time athlete experiences that we do start to see those performance deficits occur when we are too dehydrated. Last but not least, and this is kind of an interesting one, just train your gut. What, what do we mean by, by that? Yeah, training gut is absolutely an interesting part of sports nutrition and kind of going off of what I said uh, with that hydration piece, oftentimes my athletes are participating in long training sessions. Um, whether you are running and training for a half marathon, whether you're participating in a soccer practice, any type of endurance activity that lasts longer than an hour probably needs some type of fuel introduced during that practice time, especially if performance is our goal. If we are working hard to reap training benefits uh, and, and work as hard as we can, we might need to throw in like a Gatorade or sometimes um, with my runners, we do honey stinger waffles or goo gels. And it takes time for your body to adapt to that. If you go in zero to 100 and just start sucking down all the gels and all the sports drink, your stomach is going to feel extremely uncomfortable. You might vomit, you might have some diarrhea, and I absolutely want my athletes to avoid that. And so we go through kind of a periodized process sim similar to how you would train for a certain outcome. We start small, we build off of that, and we implement some skill-based strategies along the, way, along the way to make sure that that athlete's responding well to implementing that fuel. And the idea is that the more that you are training with X amount, X type of 
of fuel source, your body gets really good at utilizing it and absorbing it. And theoretically, right, now we can run faster. Now we can reap all of those endurance specific benefits because we're, we're keeping ourselves fueled and our blood sugar up during that endurance activity. It's very much an individualized process. It's tough to say, follow these instructions. I like to work with athletes on an individualized basis to make sure that they're reaping the benefits of it. If someone is interested in uh, getting with you guys and getting a plan, um, how would they get in touch? What's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch is to shoot an email over to sportsnutrition at kumc.edu. I monitor that email address on a daily basis, and I'm I'm pretty quick to respond. Um, if, you, if you just want to provide an overview of kind of what you're interested in, I can shoot you over some, some times to get you scheduled. Everyone meets with me for free the first time for a one-hour session. It's kind of just to talk through the need, um, and then we go over all of those services that I have to offer. Well, we really appreciate you taking time with us, and I'll get that email in the uh, article as well on Preps KC, and, and that li will link back uh, to your guys' website. Uh, it's always good checking in with you guys, and uh, appreciate everything you do for athletes here in the Metro. Thanks.